1: Good morning, traders and investors. I'm really sorry that I missed yesterday's show for the Jewish holiday. I heard there was a lot of doom and gloom talk about the Titanic. But I got the life preserver, folks. I would have been throwing out the life preserver to you guys and gals yesterday because we had a support level. So I don't know. I I better make this a little bit tighter. We got a lot to cover. Let's see if we can save the Titanic. Mitch, roll the intro. All right, let's get a look at the index, Futures. Don't call it a double bottom or triple bottom, but we're there. We are up 48 and a quarter handles, 37.18 and a quarter. How long will it last? The Buck, six-day winning streak, Ah, uh, on the ropes, down 45 cents at 113.56. TLT, up 22 cents, 103.90, not mean much. Crude, crude in a 70 handle? What's going on? I thought this was going like 175. That's up a buck 18 at 77.88. Gold trying to get over 1650, up 1070 at 1644.10. Silver, that's up uh, 20 cents, 1868. Good day for Bitcoin just hanging out. Buy 18, sell 20, buy 18, sell 20. Uh, That's up a G75 at 20,255. And Ethereum futures, they're up $62.50 at 13. 89 so do we have the crew together i guess we're going to be a partial crew today what uh what do we got going
3: i'm
2: here boom we're We're here here. we're We're
3: here joel you got to introduce us remember you got
1: a life jacket
3: on yes for the sinking ship yes (laughs) yes you taking (laughs) water
1: over there it's like like the titanic analogy
3: i know i said i gave it yesterday i think we're gonna sit here for the next week bob up and down a little bit and then eventually we're going down but there's going to be another squeeze or two because they can't have it this easy on the shorts. I tweeted it yesterday afternoon. Every rally immediately sold. It has been such an easy time for the shorts basically to sell on the rips. So you're selling a rip. You're making money. It's been too easy. We're due for a little bit of a short squeeze. You know, we get a two-day move, like some follow-through, like maybe today. You know, you get the boom, and then they get the all little follow-through. and like, oh, we're coming back. And then they pull the rug out from under it again, so. This market you know, likes to punish maximum participants. I don't think that changes.
1: Um, I I mean you say it's you know, easy, you know, uh for the Bears. But I, you know, uh yesterday afternoon after after services and lunch, I you know, I checked out the market a few times and uh not really supposed to do that. Uh but uh I mean come on, look at that rally off the open yesterday. You know, 3730. You know, that wasn't, you know. That that wasn't easy for the bears. I mean, yeah, you're selling into it. You're selling into it. Are you going to do it again? The second time it comes up to you know to thirty-seven thirty. I mean, it it's you know it's the rips, and they always come in the morning. Those by the dippers. You know, they're like they come in yeah. in the morning, yeah. Yeah. and then it's like ten o'clock. Like okay,
2: uh, fun's over. To me, it's also the algo, uh, the algo is picking up some volume, uh, trading it up and trading it back down. I've been seeing it too many times where the market is liking to wash out both sides. To me, this is the algo's targeting retail, uh, putting pressure on the bears, putting pressures on the bulls, and both get stopped out a lot of the times in these trades because That's the true the trade goes up, the bears stop out, then the bulls get in too late, then the moves comes right back down and stops out the bulls. So what I've been yeah. seeing is nothing but a bunch of chop eating up traders especially uh with this volatility that we have in the markets.
3: But go back to your playbook and how do you play chop? The same way we've been playing it the entire year. No matter what, my investment portfolio, it's been a crappy year. I'm down in my long-term portfolio. Stocks are down. But you know what? trading portfolio has been profitable every single month this year this has been a little bit of a tougher month but it's still significantly profitable it's been you know a very good trading year and you have to go to your playbooks 2020 momentum year you're jumping on the bandwagon this has got a trend this is moving this has been the year of no trend to a certain extent i mean the overall trend is still down there but i mean just selling rips and buying dips that's the playbook for when you got this chop and that's what we have here right now so you've got to change your strategies for your market environment it's the only way i mean that's the thing about me trading professionally for 23 years i've seen a lot of different markets there's always gonna be something i haven't seen before but 90 percent of it i've seen before so i go to that playbook that playbook right now is this fading moves. so like to your point Everybody's getting stopped out because these momentum traders are all like, "Oh yeah, here we go, let's get on." Oh no, here we don't go. Exactly. But if you're just turning around, and taking the other side, the contrarian view, some of these trades aren't even having that much heat. So it's all you know about just being on the right side of the trade. And right now, fading moves is still working.
1: Yeah, and I am so glad that uh, I, you know, because of the construction we're doing in the house, um, I've been working from the second floor. What are you so doing in the house? I'm the...
3: curious, what, what's going on?
1: Yeah, that flood I had over a year ago, yeah, where crap you know went through the foundation. Of course, they they don't, you know, they don't insurance doesn't cover cover that. So I had to come out and uh, just all on uh side two sides of the basement, man. They had to just jackhammer it out and put a put a new drainage pipe into my uh into my sump pump. So after we blew up the floor and cut up the walls, I've had this guy. I've had them scheduled since May. We're getting around to it. So I'm just having to recarpet and, and paint and everything. And then we're doing, since we got the guy here, we're just touching some things upstairs. Nothing major like you, Dennis, but uh, the price has increased. But just real quickly, chatting, everybody, remind me if water comes that I put my life jacket, I hung it back here. So I got if I you. start to take water... Then I found the blue one too. The Lisa had a red one and a pink one. And I didn't want to bring those. So I'm gonna keep my life jacket there because when we take out uh thirty six sixty, the quad bottom, man, I'm gonna is have that to a, that
2: is that a voyage life jacket? Because it looks like they got themselves a life jacket today. It looks like bankrupt uh bankrupt crypto lender Voyage
1: yeah, is to sell
2: assets to FTX for one point four billion dollars. FTX bid was uh valued at roughly one point four. The company said in a statement late Monday. Voyager had hinted towards this possible transaction for its customers over to FTX. Is
3: this why Bitcoin is up? It it could be. It could yeah, be. I was just wondering why Bitcoin. I, I would say that,
2: that at least if you're looking for the catalyst of why this would probably fall into that. But another reason uh, I'll be looking at least is if Bitcoin's up, will the market follow?
3: So, well, uh, and there's a good point there. The Bitcoin rally here to a certain extent, and it is positively correlated with the overall NASDAQ here. It has been for a while. Bitcoin is holding on support, too. As much as the S&P held its support, the QQQ has held its support from June. Exact same thing, exact same story in Bitcoin. you trade NASDAQ, you're trading Bitcoin. The June lows in Bitcoin are right there trying to hold. I keep thinking it's going to take it out, but, you know, take out those lows. But it hasn't yet. Now we bounce out of here again. So support is support until it's broken. So, you know, that's the good news for for the bulls and the Bitcoin.
2: Also, good news for the people that are trying to figure out what happened to their money at voyager right well they're gonna get an answer finally just stay tuned i'm sure they're gonna get some but, of this back well they, they might get s- some sense on the dollar let's just let's what, call it there, like that it, we're it, gonna have it, to figure not, it out the exacts but
1: that's not traded anymore right
2: no, no. Was, yeah, yeah now
1: so. um do you know uh and i think i saw this on a tweet you know who, who's working on uh, the committee to to get mm, some of the money back
2: our good old friend
1: yeah <laughs> Did you see that, Dennis? <laughs> no, yeah, that? J-
2: Jason Rasnick putting in some work. <laughs> Jason's in there. Is he? Yeah, he's fighting. I think for so. it. Yeah. He's he's trying to get some of his pennies back. Can't blame him.
3: Well, get involved. Yeah, Jason's over there They're fighting for hey, for him he, and fighting for the other customer. Good job, Jason. Yeah, definitely we're fighting gonna get Jason back on this show one day, but Jason's a busy boy.
2: Yeah, well, especially once it gets through this Voyager situation, I'll make sure that we get him on to kind of talk about what happened and what he learned from that and how we can move forward. Sure. All that's right, let's choice. get let's get towards the next kind of headline that's really catching some tape action is the Nord Stream uh kind of getting s- some damage and a lot of people are kind of getting a little bit, you know, suspicion here. Germany suspects that the damage to the Nord Stream pipeline is a result of sabotage. What happened here was earlier on Tuesday, three offshore lines of Nord Stream gas pipeline sustained unprecedented damage in one day. Um, So at first it was Nord Stream 2. That wasn't that concerning because as we know, Nord Stream 2 really hasn't been kind of running gas, right, natural gas consistently. Hasn't been online because of what happened with Russia. They shut it down right before they got into their war with Ukraine. And then now what's going on is that you're getting two leaks on Nord Stream 1. That, to me, is more concerning than Nord Stream 2 because, of course, this is the the pipeline that we're expecting to come back online at some point, right? Well, of course, uh, these damages are not going to help them get it back online, and now Germany is suspecting that maybe it was sabotage that came into play here
3: i don't know anything about any of that don't need to know anything <laughs> about any of that because we can just look at ung pricing and there you go and it's been coming down here i mean we could say we were worried about you know supply Hot. you can worried about all those things yep. you can say oh you're coming into seasonality and we've been yep. straight down since september started I so think this it's a is... risk asset everything is trading as risk assets right now So, you know, commodities, you know, we've been moving, like oil has been moving kind of the same direction as the overall S&P. We had a little bit of a negative correlation there for a while. That has broken down. Now it's like recession. So everything's just moving together. It's like, oh, oil gets a relief pop today and the stocks pop with it. So, you know, all of a sudden that negative correlation we were seeing a few weeks ago has turned into a positive correlation. A stock is a stock is a stock right now. Cats and dogs living together in harmony. I mean, all this stuff is just moving together understanding the relationships, the current relationships. You don't have to know historical, really. What is currently moving with each other is the key to trading success. And I keep saying that with myself. People say, what are you, a technical trader? You know, what do you use, fundamentals? I don't use any of that. I use relationships. I look at price on the charts to see what is moving with each other. You can clearly see that, obviously, natural gas has just clearly been moving with all other risk assets as well here now. So that will change, market starts rallying, probably natural gas starts to get a bit here too. You do have seasonality work in your favor. As volatility starts to come back in, relationships will start to break down. But when the VIX is over 30, this is a rule, write this down, when the VIX is over 30, everything starts moving together. That's just always been the way we traded lots of VIX 30 markets in the past. It means stuff moves together.
1: So, I mean, right. we've just been talking about this, and this is the same thing. And you know, we got some pushback on it. You know, the crude that hundred thirty dollars scenario that everyone and their brother talked I mean, about. You know, this happening. is a different
2: situation though than crude. I think you know, crude is a different situation than natural gas.
1: Yeah, we're not. Well, we're just, we're trying to just say down. it's all moving they're together. They're both going over. down. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, down.
2: I think I think natural gas, though, catalysts point towards the upside. I understand the oil. Recession but you said that worries. at 30,
3: Mitch, we're at 24 here now.
2: I mean, we've gone up and down. I mean, we went we've from we've gone 20 down. Ah, go to 34. Let's go on. Let's move on. We've gone down. No, it's yeah. OK. We, we're just, we went we, from we 20 just to 34 good
3: calls, bad calls on this show. Yep. Yep. Mitch has been on the wrong side of the natural gas trade. We'll say that, you know, Mitch, I, makes I mean, lots in of the good law- calls here, too.
2: I mean, what happened there is a lot of it was kind of more the buy the rumor into the Nord Stream pipe down shutdown. And then when it actually shut down, it pulled back. It was to sell the news. So it could be now buy the rumor into winter as they expect to, of course, get that heightened uh, crisis uh, yeah, going those are
1: those are tough scenarios. I mean, the prices have gone down. What what do we have any earnings if, to discuss? If we
3: start to move around, I'm just saying, like if we start to move around the S and P's, you know, if we start to come back up, you're probably seeing natural gas and commodities. Right now, we're just all linked together, so all the little individual stories High aren't privilege. really mattering. That's why you're seeing natural gas not really move much this morning here because the individual stories don't matter when VIX goes over 30. You got to understand that relationship. You know, I'm talking in the chat there. When the VIX is over 30, I want to say it again. I just said it two minutes ago. I want to say it again because people get caught up on all the individual stories. And they're like, why is my story not working? Mitch's story may have worked well if we didn't have an overall market sell-off. But the overall market sell-off on everything is probably what put a hole in that story. So when the VIX goes over 30, it kills individual stories. It kills them. So then everything just moves together as risk assets. It's cash versus stocks. So I think Mitch made very good points, and I think in normalized markets, natural gas actually could have moved higher, but it just didn't work out because the overall market just started to get too, you know, too much selling, too much stock as a stock as a stock, and that's what's brought down natural gas stocks. But to his point, if we start to get back and get you know volatility coming back in, those individual stories will start mattering again. So maybe there will be an opportunity to play natural gas stocks, and we're still getting colder out
2: all right let's keep going let's get into do you want to do the triple bottom on june lows talk joel yeah get just into this, the this,
1: yeah just uh man this fix is giving me a hard time there it is uh boom boom just showing you the VIX. back up
3: over 30 here again so yeah, exactly just I got sticking right our there. head over it we could slow yeah. down we start to get some market you know stability here maybe we start to Uh, get, you know, back down to 25, 24, and then individual stock stories will start to matter again. But I mean, I got food stocks up this morning, Joel. I got consumer staple stocks up. I got utility stocks up. Everything. Yesterday, they just sold everything. Uh, Like, especially in the last, you know, 20 minutes. Today, they're just buying everything this morning. So it's just, you know, it's so clear when you watch like the 500 companies and you go to your filter. Like I said, two days ago, I had a thousand stocks. I don't know if you were on the show that day, Joel. About a thousand stocks I was monitoring, and there was literally like four stocks trading green out of a thousand. <laughs> I, wow. I think that was like Thursday or Friday or it was one day last week. Today it's the same thing. There's a you weren't here that it had to be here a earlier. thousand stocks, and I'm running, like of the major companies. And in my down filter, stocks that are trading down here this morning, there's seven, seven out of a thousand. It's crazy. And this is you know, and you can look, oh, you can see some ticks. But this goes on bids and offers. So if it's ticked down, it doesn't matter. It's got to be offered down. So these stocks that are offered down, I see CSX this morning is offered down. That's one mm-hmm. of them. Philip Morris offered down, but we X dividend. So it's not even offered down. NSC, so we're seeing the rails. The rails, I'm seeing two rails in there. Yeah, I've seen Deutsche Bank downgrades. offered down. But same thing. It's just, you know, everything moving together. Cats and dogs living together. When the VIX gets over 30, they all move together.
1: Uh, I just want to illustrate what I talked about earlier. Uh June, it was a June expiration, uh, where you came down and that that was pretty. That was the easy turn. Wait, ain't getting no easy turn off the September expiration that low definitely did not hold i believe that was back up in the 37 handle i believe it was 374350 uh so uh there you go you see the lows from june uh now this green bar uh that we have going after the uh, 5 day winning streak which was actually uh we were down actually 7 out of 8 days one intermittent up day uh, but you know, there you go. I mean, it's, it's clear. It's, it's it, when you have these kind of formats, it's, it's, you, it's there, you can lead on it. You know, now we're 60, 70 handles away. Of course, we know a way this market can move. Will the bills do anything, but you know, will, they step up from that level? Cause I was looking at this yesterday, uh, near the close, and I almost tweeted out like, congratulations to the bulls for, uh, you know, for standing, you know, for stepping up at 3660 for so long, get out of the way, you're going to get run over. And, you know, and I'm like, no, no. And, you know, don't tweet. Don't tweet on the holiday. You know, you're going to, you know, because I, so I was all prepared. I mean, had to sell stops in there last yeah. night to go short to that area. I mean, but it, it's holding. I know. It's not the right thing and... to do would have been go, go long at that area and, uh, and, uh, you know, and have a low risk long, but it just, it just seemed inevitable that we were going through it. But, uh, I, I, and, I, and
3: you keep, th- and I keep thinking the same thing. If you hang out here, down here long enough, eventually you probably do go through it, but we got to bounce out of here today. If the Bulls want, you know, if the Bulls, really can grab a hold of this market and say stocks are cheap enough now that everything bad is priced and they want to grab it, they got to run with this market. We need to get up like 375 here today on SPY, get up here, hold it, and then build on it. Because right now, they held support. Very good stand. You You can see that chart clearly. Very good stand by the bulls to hold that support. And support is support until it's broken. But I just got the fear that if we stay down here long enough, eventually they do break it. All I'm right, Dennis, you got to the, get, yeah, so, yeah, you got busted. Yeah, I got to hop. So anyway, so COVID striking all through this household here now. Um, not the kids. The kids have been good, but my wife has COVID now. I got to go put the kids on the school bus and uh, I will be back. You sound better than
1: you did. Yeah, I heard a little bit of you yesterday. You yeah, do. You, it's, you it's, got so a it's steady.
3: I'm like 75%. I'm day okay. nine here now. So I'm starting to like come, you know, this is the ninth day. So it's got to start getting better here soon, Joel.
2: <laughs> All right. See you in a couple seconds, Dennis. All right. I'll put him in the background. He'll come back on. He'll put his camera when he's ready. Let's go towards... Netflix's news today. What's going uh, on
1: with no Netflix?
2: Uh, you're gonna think this one's a little bit interesting. So Netflix will be opening an internal game studio in Finland. The company announced on Monday. Netflix Games, which started in November 2021, has purchased three studios. Netflix bought Finland-based Next Games for about 72 million, and Netflix has a cache of over 20 mobile games available for download for subscribers. And the company plans to have 50. By years and now the, uh, the fun what? part is none of these subscribers that netflix has really are are playing these games uh, i think it was like kind of less than a 1.5 percent of subscribers are actually playing these games so i don't know if this is the best use of their money but they're, they're trying anything and everything to get some growth back
1: yeah, you're getting a little pop on this. You started to come down to support yesterday at uh, two twenty, just under the two twenty area. Now you're up again. But you know, a couple things on this. Uh had Michael Pactor um on at the close on Thursday. And uh, you know, we love Michael Pactor. Um, he's bullish, he's got a 280 price target, and I think if Netflix is gonna come out, you know, like on you know maybe never be a seven hundred dollar stock again. Um, is if they, somehow they could figure out this ad revenue and and monetize it. And I know absolutely nothing about ad revenue and ad advertising and, you know, the dollars. But supposedly they're charging, they're having less time for commercials, but they're charging more money. If that model works, then, you know, yeah, maybe I'll hit the price target at 280. Uh, I would just keep an eye on, and it's, there's not an exact number there, but you got two monthly highs, at uh, 250.49 and 251.89, Let's just call it 250 for fun. I mean, once it clears that, then there's considerable room on the upside. Uh, until you can really clear that 250, we're 25 bucks away from it. Um, I think the Bears are still in control of, uh, of Netflix.
2: All right. Next news headline is going to be on Hertz and BP Pulse. So uh, Hertz... Uh, The oil giant EV charging unit will install thousands of chargers across Hertz sites uh, across the U.S. Um, So the chargers will support Hertz's plan to add hundreds of thousands of EVs to its fleet in the next couple of years. Some of these chargers will be open to the public. I thought this was interesting, too, that I'll I'll tie into here. I saw a stat out of the UK that was interesting, is that electric car drivers in the UK using public rapid chargers on their pay-as-you-go tariff have risen by 42% since May. So if you take a look at it, compared to a gas-powered vehicle, it's just slightly less expensive to charge the vehicle than it is just put some gas in the vehicle. So.
0: It's and showing I,
2: me that the prices are going so high that it really isn't more efficient to be in, a, in an EV at least at these prices.
1: What? Uh, so I, I see the Hertz chart. Is there is there a company related to? Uh,
2: so what it is is that uh, BP Pulse. So it's BP, and they have their own EV charging unit, okay. like their own side uh so it'd be bp and then it's a part of their business they have an ev charging unit so they made a deal with hertz to get all their charging units inside of hertz
1: you know i you know you sometimes you you need to take a step back from the markets and think about things and You know, we've all been just, you know, mesmerized by the rally and the utilities. It's actually come off and we talk about it. Yeah, we talk about it as a safe haven uh, and whatnot, right? People are hiding out. But, you know, if we're looking forward, you know, to 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, and we're more and more electrical vehicles and more and more solar, I mean you're going to be some upgrades to the grid, baby. Right. And yeah. that's going to be utility companies. So, yeah. um, I think that that's, a, you know, besides it being a safe haven, you know, there is a transition going on, you could deny it or not, but there is a transition going toward EVs for several different reasons. And, you know, you get in, you know, you got to buy extension cords. I mean, you need a, the, the supplies. So that's for the hidden bid on the, uh, on the XLU. Um, one thing hurts- that I'll say uh, before you get
2: away from XLU, look at that monthly chart. L- look at XLU's monthly chart. It's been in a channel for uh, since 2020, and I think it's right now on the bottom of that monthly channel. Let's see if we get a bounce, right? I it- mean, it's held that channel for so long. Why not look for maybe a bounce there? So you're so,
1: going, you're going off to 20 low.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, well, not the, tw- the the one right next to it. So you, okay, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, April,
2: okay. April twenty. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. you just draw that up, and you can see I'm trying. how it just I'm trying. stays I'm trying. in there. If not, I, I mean, I could share my. I got it
1: there. close enough.
2: People there you know. Go. We- yeah, no, I mean that's just to kind of show representation yeah.
1: there. And it's it coming held down it there really well. Yeah.
2: So yep. we'll see if we get a bounce here. Uh, I've been looking to see if we, if we get a bounce. In these utilities in the next couple of days. Doesn't mean it's gonna to be today, but could potentially happen, right? I mean, especially if we get a day where, you know, we get this rip and rally, right? Everything starts kind of, you know, dead cap bouncing up. Well, I'll look at utilities, especially if they're still in this trend.
1: Okay. Let's just look at them. Duke is Duke. Uh bad day yesterday, Whew, real yeah. bad day yesterday. Uh, DTE, good old Detroit data. Yeah, they've been coming off. That uh made a new all-time high. Uh, I mean it it's uh you know, it's they're pulling in. So it's been a buy the dip so far, with even with rising interest rates, everything is going on. It's been it's been the trend to buy the dip in the utilities. We'll just have, let's have to see if that continues.
2: All right. Now let's go to Splunk. They did kind of a pre-announcement here. Also saying that CFO Jason Childs to resign and reiterating some guidance here, seeing Q3 revenue at 835 million on the low end, 855 million on the high end versus 846.15 estimate. They do see full year 23 revenue at 3.35 billion versus 3.4 billion. um, And that was the estimate 3.4. So, uh, a little bit on the lower end, they brought it a little down, but kind of reiterating the
1: guidance right in line. Well, you you t- tell me what you like about this chart, Mitch. I mean, I, you uh, know, <laughs> what do you like about it? <laughs> um, I'll tell you right now, software is not
2: where I want to be. Let's just say that. I mean, at the end of the day, I've heard people talk about this and I feel like it's the truth is that in the pandemic, software grew so like at a rapid rate and such an appreciation because there were so many people at home that were getting these softwares, right? Well now majority of us are going back to the office. Yes. There's some hybrid. Yes. There's some people working at home, but there's not as many people at home. So the software and that kind of uh, technology I think is going to take a hit. And of course, as inflation keeps high and companies look to cut costs, where is the number one way to kind of cut some costs? Well, I'll tell you it's uh, an easy way is looking at like an Asana and being like, well, I don't need 500 users. Maybe can we cut it to 200 users? Uh, Simple outlook here on Splunk also. Okay. So uh so. Lows. uh
1: new low the move yesterday, 7906, 7947, uh up on eleven hundred and eighty-one shares. So, I mean, first things first, what you want if you're a bull of Splunk here is you want to see it take out yesterday's high, right? 8324, right? That's what it has to do. Um, if you're still bearish and you're saying, Oh, I hope it comes in back at 79. I want to bring this in at 7907 and a half. You say, well, we'll see what happens at the close. The close was down there at seventy nine thirty eight. So just the way the market is shaping up right now and the way this looks technically, that close, which was low close of the year, which was the lowest close we've had uh, below the COVID low close, this is the lowest close you've had since February of 2018. Uh, when it ended the month at ninety three twenty, so there's a technical look at Splunkin. how do you like when you leave the company and your stock goes up that, that probably doesn't make you feel
2: good. <laughs> that doesn't make you feel good jason chiles <laughs>
1: uh, let's go into
2: the next one here let's do some upgrades and downgrades you know tuesday's that day where you know a lot of the banks are taking their shots so let's get into that uh you got core and dr pepper Uh, Goldman Sachs downgrading the stock to neutral from a buy rating and sees increased risk to Keurig's margins and commodity inflation, especially related to coffee, remains elevated. Uh, Expensive coffee.
1: What, what? Well, first of all, I out of of all the sodas, you know, like I never like drink the same one, same time, right? Every time I go, uh, I like, um, you know, I like the Doctor Brown's Black Cherry, but you don't see that everywhere. I like Doctor Pepper. It ha- it has the taste, but I'll get I'll get Doctor Pepper. I'll get Diet Coke. I'll get, I'll try. I, I'm but I like Doctor Pepper. This is one of the boringest charts that we've. I think I've ever seen on the pre market prep show. I mean, this thing doesn't go anywhere. I look at this thing. It's been. Why does it just move? I mean, it almost looks like it's like in a merger arbitrage or something. I'm not going to get all afraid what Goldman said. I'll just look at uh, this recent low here at uh, 36.62. Better hold that or, you know, work in the lower 36 handle. But really uh, a boring chart.
2: Uh, I'd be interested to know how many people actually make coffee anymore versus using those little Keurig cups, uh, right? And those k
1: coffee. I've told you this a hundred times. Oh,
2: trust me. I'm not in that party, but I would love to hear it. Chat, if you guys use the K-cups, put a one. And if you make some standard coffee, put a two. I would love to see that in the chat. So definitely fill it on in there. Let's do one more upgrade and downgrade before we get into our guest today. Excited to get into Scott Brown, CMT, coming up next. Uh, Let's do one last one. Let's do the Lucid. Uh, So Cantor Fitzgerald coming in here and giving an initiated coverage with overweight rating. Uh, The firm said Lucid's luxury and premium vehicles provide greater efficiency, longer range, faster charging, and more space relative to its peers.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.
1: Uh well, this is a nice move for the they're buying the dip. This is not a bad looking (laughs) move, right? First things first. Uh, we are right at yesterday's high, so boom. Show me that you get a bid at yesterday's high, and then we'll move on. We'll move on to ooh fifteen fifty eight off this upgrade. I don't know. Had a bad close that day. Uh, but above this fourteen sixty five, you know, establish a bit of that. The next thing I see is uh, fifteen fifty eight, and just another trick. I think I've showed you guys and gals this before. Look at that closing price uh, on the twenty first, like fifteen fifty six. I cannot rem- remember how the market opened on the twenty second, but you opened up, and you know, and then you tried to you tested that close, but it's like you didn't get a sell off at the close, and this thing started going back down to fifteen forty five. Ended up having a bad day, so uh, that's a that's a look at LCID. They're uh, they're trying to buy the dip there.
2: Hey, it looks like our crowd is more of a coffee maker than those, you know, easy K cups. So uh, at least a uh, shout out to you guys for making some good old coffee. And uh, I'm a Bustelo fan, but yeah, Joel What's likes that Costco. What's it's Bustelo? a Cuban. It's a Cuban coffee. It's an that's espresso. Exp-
1: is that expensive?
2: It's actually really cheap, Joel, and that's why I like it. Because it's really decent coffee for a really cheap price, so I mean, I'll I have to
1: bring up my. I'm sure everyone knows what my uh, Costco that, that big uh, Colombian, you know. Uh, hey, brown you can't can. go wrong. Costco has and some I, good
2: coffee.
1: I put, I make. If you had my coffee, I mean, what hair you have would be standing on end because I make it strong. Four scoops and then just three, uh, six cups of water, so make it very really strong. Do we want to want to sneak sneak one more in here? Yeah. Um, well, I'll just wrap up. Lucid. One thing I'd say about
2: Lucid is just watch out because I think in their next earnings report, you're going to really hear more and more concerns of supply. Because at the end of the day, if you look at all the automakers, when Ford and GM struggle, these smaller ones are going to struggle, you know, yeah. that much more. You know, I mean, at the end of the day. And then we just got from uh, yesterday. I know it's a China auto, but Li also given some supply constraint concerns and saying that they would deliver less vehicles because of those supply constraints so it seems like to me they're still worried here and also the price on these lucid vehicles keep going up up and up and up eventually they're going to probably be higher than price than a lot of the kind of the alternatives like the tesla s right and so i think in the long run i think lucid has an upward battle to keep fighting but that's just the way i feel I mean I called it from 18 to 14 so I I would say you know watch out cuz I think eventually this one's a 10 dollar stock but that's just the way I've been calling lucid for a while. We'll see what happens right. there. Let's go towards yeah, our I, guests now.
1: Yeah, I see uh Scott Brown uh lurking in the background there. Uh CMT uh for beatthebench.com and uh uh Scott how you doing this morning?
4: Hey, I'm doing great guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, uh, so, on.
1: yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, you come on, uh, courtesy of Ryan Dietrich, because uh, Ryan was sp- scheduled to come on today, and uh, Ryan's moving, and uh, things are not weren't going so swimmingly, and uh, he was supposed to have his moving truck on uh, last Thursday, but it sh- it showed up, I think yesterday or today, and he's like, I can't do the show. He twittered me, emailed me. When I was at services, he goes, but I got this great guy to bring on, Scott Brown. Uh, beat the bench. So uh, before we go, you started on on what you've done and, and, and your site and everything. Give us a good Ryan story.
4: Give you a good Ryan story. Oh, you put me on the spot. I mean, Ryan Ryan's <laughs> a great Ryan's a great, great guy. I worked with him for a for a number of years. i I'll, I'll just say that Ryan is the absolute master when it comes to sentiment in the crowds that guy spidey senses man like you know he puts all the great data in the charts but like it it's an intuition thing so so pay attention to ryan everybody follow ryan i appreciate him giving me the uh, the opportunity uh to be here this morning with you
1: so there's no like no funny story no joke we could play on him or something nothing you want to you want to <sighs> think it over okay we'll have take to take it, it
4: over guys
1: okay so what did you do at
4: lpl Yeah, so uh, for the last several years, I was the technical market strategist there. So I worked really closely with Ryan, who's obviously a technician as well, and was the chief market strategist there. Uh, But My focus has always been really exclusively on the technicals, Uh, and that's that's what I'm doing at Beat the Bench. Uh, It's investment strategy, specifically for investment advisors. We do three reports every single week, kind of a macro asset allocation one, a deep dive in an individual equity report called Stocks, the Good, the Bad, and the ugly uh, but it's really geared towards helping financial advisors beat that benchmark for their clients and provide you know superior results again financial advisors are really the target market but hopefully we've got something for anybody who's managing money or might be a
1: professional trader or something like that time horizon for these i mean is it all different kind of time horizons
4: we'll we'll give short-term setups but i say my general time horizon is more weeks and months you know i want to be in trades usually at least a couple weeks
1: yeah. Less competition, right? You're not fighting with uh, the HFTs and, uh, you know, the shorter term traders and executions like, you know, for a lot of stuff that, you know, the dentist does. He, he you know, that execute execution, he sees the news, he misses the execution, you know, does he chase or not? But what you're doing is, hey, if you have bigger, bigger uh, targets. Bigger time frames, maybe have to take a, a little bit more rest. So um so you draw out all the fundamentals, you don't care about earnings and the war in Ukraine and you don't care about any of that stuff.
4: <laughs> I, I don't. The price price wraps it up. All that is incorporated okay. immediately. So I don't I'm not one of those that it doesn't matter. It's just the only way to actually make money off that, I think, is by looking at the
1: charts. Charts don't lie. That's what I say. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Price don't lie. Price don't lie. Okay, right. so <clears throat> you see at the bottom of the screen there? Yep. And you can share. There's a share button. Have you been playing right. with it at all? So make sure you share the right screen, man. I don't You know, want to make sure you show the right thing.
2: Oh, so, wanna, we're going to get uh, some Scott charts?
1: Yeah, we're going to get some Scott Brown charts. Oh, Scott I'm Brown, CMT.
2: Yeah, you guys, uh, for our audience that, you know, isn't, you know, the, the educated on the CMT, of course, that's Chartered Market Technician. Uh, just for you guys, it's what I'm studying for. Uh, that's what I'm getting after.
4: Uh, Scott has had it since 2019, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going on about three four years um, with it. It's, it's a great thing. I, I really think um, it's important to kind of know those fundamentals. I was interested in technicals well before. Um, really got into the actual CMT program, thought I had a good knowledge base, uh, but it's really important to kind of cover your bases and I think is a great, great asset to anybody managing money. All right, let's get to those Scott charts. Let's go into it. All right, can you see the the right full screen? Yes, sir. All right, so like I said, uh, I try and keep it high level first. I'm a top-down asset allocation strategist. We got some individual equities, but I think it's really important you know, no matter how short term your trading is, to know the environment that you're in. Uh, And I think this chart kind of helps us answer that question. It's the S&P 500 up top, we know that we're retesting those June lows really as we speak. But these are the percent of stocks in the S&P 500 up above their 20-day moving average there in black, up above their 50-day moving average in red, and up above their longer term 200-day moving average in blue. And all of these have basically been in downtrends for the majority of the year. And the percent up above the 200-day moving average, to me, the most important is down there at year-to-date lows, just 10.9% of stocks in the S&P 500 up above their 200-day moving average. So what this tells me, first and foremost, is you're going to have to be very, very selective on the long side. And really, this is an environment to me to be on the short side or to be playing defense if you're a long-only investor, because the opportunities – I mean, we're pretty washed out there, just 2% of stocks up above their 20-day moving average. So like, you know, you've you've got the ingredients for a bounce for sure, but your time horizon kind of has to be short to me. And so I think it's important to understand that until we fix that blue line and can show some signs that we've actually really turned a corner, I think you just have to be very, very selective on the long side. You just gotta recognize that most charts are gonna be either stay away or again, maybe opportunities on the short side, and we got a couple of those uh, to show you today.
2: yeah, the the, the market breath uh, isn't the best right now at the at the end of the day. and um, until we can get that turned around, it just seems like you know, everyone wants it to be the bull market back again, but that line shows me something else. So uh, a two hundred day is a, an easy way to just look at the stocks. and then there's certain ones that are still, you know, above and bullish trends. That's why I've been trying to stick with those kind of stocks if I'm playing to the upside. But it's been tough to find a stock that has that uh, 200 day below it and still kind of in an uptrend, right? I mean, that's just not what you normally see.
4: Yeah. And I saw you were talking just before I hopped on about some of the things and like consumer staples, like Dr. Pepper. I mean, that group is, it looks ready to break out in relative terms, but it also looks like, you know, if you look at the XLP ETF, we go below sixty eight like that's a really big level and a big absolute breakdown. I mean, the worst environment you can really have is where the best performing stocks are breaking down and they're the defensive names too. so I mean, it's it's something it's something to watch for sure because bigger picture it's it's a really tough environment.
1: Can you just quantify that for me? You said breakdown below sixty eight now, intraday on a closing i think this is like i think the hardest thing like to define in your your technical analysis like like a break of 68 well is that is that multiple closes under 68 i I just kind of make up my own rule and it's like you got to give me two or three closes uh below a level what's your rule for that scott
4: I, I'm a little bit closer to the a uh, price is a price camp. You know, I'll respect okay. it. I'll respect it if you pop back above. Then you know, all bets are off. But I typically go with that's the breakdown. This is a short, and you know, if it pops back above, great, you get out. Uh, but I, I'm more of a price is a price thing. Sometimes you wait for those closes, and you know, you're at 65 <laughs> or you're at 63. That's true, Uh, and it
2: does have a tendency of going back and forth there. Now, let's continue going. Is there any sectors or kind of uh, actual picks that you like right now? There we go,
4: getting into the nitty gritty. Let's let's look a look. Uh, We've got commodities here. Yeah, so this is DBC, the Invesco DB Commodity Index ETF, Uh, and I think it's really interesting. Back to that asset allocation strategy. Talk about business cycles. You know, what happens toward the end of a business cycle? The classic. Six stages of pre turner business cycle analysis. Well, 2021 is stage four. It was bonds going down, stocks and commodities going up. First half of this year is stage five. It's stocks and bonds going down together, but commodities still going up. Around June or so, it really looks like we entered what's the sixth and final stage, which is all three of them going down. Commodities Mm -hmm. have been really the only place to hide for the first half of the year. I think that trade is over. We've got a pretty clear head and shoulders pattern breakdown in the past couple of days on Friday with about a three point five percent decline for DBC. And that break of the neckline is is really it. That's your stop loss if you want to get short, but that measured target is about six bucks more of downside. And I think that you know that six bucks is eighteen, but I think that range back there from the spring of twenty twenty one looks like where there's probably some support. But again, you talk about this 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 cycle's been really really classic. Everything that you would expect to kind of play out by the textbook has played out and so it seems like commodities being the last to go and this ETF continuing to fall could really fit in well to that story. Well, Scott, you don't have me feeling bullish here. <laughs> Sorry, we'll we try. We got we got at least one halfway. Yeah, uh, got, one yeah, yeah. You got right, one right, bullish start
1: think. there. I mean, come on, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna make me put my life preserver back on here. What do you got? You got it. You got anything that's looking good?
4: Let me let me let me show you one more short, and we'll, we'll show you the good <laughs> one at least trying to get on. Uh, but I think this is a pretty another a pretty attractive Ooh, short one. setup within the Dow. We got it titled Shoe Dog of the Dow. It is of course Nike. Nike's breaking below the big yeah. picture support range, the yeah. pre-COVID highs. If you're going to be short, you know, shorting stocks is hard. We want to short not just things that are going to down in absolute terms. We want to be short the absolute weakest names in this market. And Nike's down there at 52-week relative lows. I believe it's the third worst performing Dow stock year to date. But that 100 to 105 range, if you're below that, I think the only bet here is really Nike going lower.
1: Scott, I got well, a question for you. So, yeah, let me uh, hop in here. I mean, so yeah. you're you're dealing with money managers and and advisors and stuff like that. They they short stocks. They get clients to short stocks. They have margins accounts to short stocks. Or you or do they do puts? Because it's you know it's a dirty word. How you know how do you get them to do that?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think you can be short. I think you can buy puts. I think you also just even if it, the message is just don't own this stock. You know. Maybe, maybe you're along only, okay, but you're, yeah. thinking, you're thinking Nike is a big blue chip. I mean, you've gone from 180 to 96 yeah. in the past eight months or so. So I mean, just I think there, there's a lot of different ways to kind of play it. Um, but you, I do think a trader could be short this name, and I think we've got some traders that subscribe as well.
2: Yeah, I think that's important, you know, especially right now going into kind of 2023 is trying to decipher high quality names. Right. And I think that uh, even if you can know which one of the high quality kind of more blue chip stocks are not the ones you want to be in, well, that can start helping narrow down that
4: list. Exactly. I mean, if you're going to be on the long side, you at least want to be focusing on relative strength stocks that are at least outperforming or going down less. That most certainly isn't Nike right now
1: yeah and uh yeah, I switched to hokas um that's made by deckers. I've worn <laughs> for years, but at least I got no, a nice pair. <laughs> no I don't have Crocs, but at least I got a nice pair of Asics. but uh and also um i am uh, i'm and this is really rare for me, but i'm not I'm not buying any new Michigan football gear or, or 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 any kind of Michigan athletic gear um that has Jumpman on it. You so, don't like I, the Jumpman? No. Not a no. Jumpman fan. Do you know why? Do you why know why? why? Do, you know where, do you know where we're based? <laughs> do you know where the show is based? You probably young. How old been... are you? Are you like 25, 26, 27? <laughs> no, no, wait. Where are you all based? Detroit. Okay. Detroit. The D, the big D. The bad boys. You don't remember the, the battles? Boys. How old are you, Scott?
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm yeah. You know, you don't remember I mean, I, the bad I've boys, the clips, but Mitch, do you remember the bad boys?
2: Yeah, I remember, and you know, uh, we've we've interviewed you know a couple of bad boys uh, before, uh, part of the cannabis side, and uh, and I think at the end of the day, I mean, you can't go wrong, swingman. I'm sorry, Joel, but it, it's Jump Jordan. In,
1: uh, it's I can't, Jordan. I can't, I can't do it, and my, my girls not to know not to buy it for me. Okay, <laughs> uh, we've been on of line with Scott Brown. Uh, he's brought us courtesy of Ryan Dietrich. He has beat the bench. He's out there, uh, Scott. Uh, great first time interview here. We we uh, we gave you a really hard time, and you held up well. Uh, but if you want to come back on again, uh, you're gonna to have to have a, a, a better story about Ryan.
4: Okay, All right. I'll I'll make sure I'll come up with a good one, or I'll make one happen in the meantime.
1: And because I'm going to throw the stick at him next time, and I'm going to I'm going to ask him for a good story about you, so you might regret not uh, spilling the beans. But uh, Scott Brown, that's a good point. Beat the bench. Thank
2: you, Scott. All right, thank you for joining us today, Scott. All right, there you guys. I threw up the link there for you guys. If you guys want to check out beatthebench.com, go ahead and check that out. You guys can just click on the link, and also follow Scott Brown on Twitter. He's a really good follow. Um, You guys know that. I don't just follow anybody. And so check that on out, guys. I definitely uh, stay up with Scott Brown. And looks like we got Dennis back. No, I thought
1: he got on the bus.
3: I did. I actually. Uh, I almost <laughs> he did. Got on the he bus. did. Yeah. The, the,
2: the bus driver was, was
1: telling That's him to buy I've the dip or sell the bus. rip.
3: <laughs> I've never done <laughs> that before. Because I'm always on the radio show with you guys. I never miss a day. So here I am. Look at this. The bus
2: driver was like, who's this guy? Do you guys who's want me to guy? call the cops? He didn't you, even know there was smoked? a dad.
1: Have you ever spoke at uh, the kids' classes and done any kind of presentations?
2: No, no, no stock tips for the, Dennis, for the young ones. Guys I,
1: I got you know what? I got uh, one that I did when Dana was in the fifth grade, and <laughs> it was uh, it was like their 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 school thing was Waldo, and it was Waldo mathematics in the markets. I think I still have it. I'll send it to you. I have to, you know, it's you I like yeah, I, I
3: like that. You can put that together. I don't have to put anything together. Yeah, take exactly. Joel all, all right. Joel again.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, let's go <laughs> towards
2: another rating and upgrades. There's a lot out today. Uh let's Is go there? towards the Hyatt Did they happen Hotels. All of a sudden I didn't see any. Yeah, what? there's I've been going through some, you know. Got you got rig you got Lucid. We we already touched. Now we're going to Hyatt Hotels let's take a Hyatt, look at the high
3: yeah of course because i'm short the stock that's how it works. yeah of course you know that's how we do it to you dennis <laughs> yeah i know this is what they do they look at my my portfolio they break into my account look at my portfolio uh, dennis is short height we better uh we better upgrade that on him, don't, so.
2: don't talk to evercore then because it's evercore <laughs> ISI high group upgrading high hotels to outperform announcing a hundred dollar price target
3: what i'm sure bold. it's the stock it's
1: all say. <laughs> Uh, it's um, that, well Dennis at least those couple days you were sick at least you didn't get jammed with any bad overnight positions I mean that's you know
3: one yeah person. that's <laughs> true actually the only days I didn't get jammed with bad like, when I was the days I didn't have any bad overnight positions <laughs> this is what happens So, I mean I've said this you know when you got 50 or 100 overnight positions you're going to get one working your way. You're going to get another one not working your way. You're going to maybe sometimes get a couple working your way and sometimes a couple not working your way. He's you got to work out of those as best you can. So this is an overnight position. I will cover it today. I will work out of it as best as I can.
1: Oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, intraday, I mean, you know, you got a little pop here. There's really no levels. What was the close on the 22nd? I'll keep an eye on that. Eighty-one oh seven. 8107 some people are... Uh, getting her money back after the last three days. Uh, days—that was a big drop, eighty-five twenty-six to eighty-one zero seven on the twenty-second. So some people might be like, "Oh yeah, I can, I can get back. I can get back at a th- uh, um, Thursday's mark." So I'm going to get out. So see if, if it holds eighty-one. uh, Then chance higher prices. I'm not chasing it here. Uh, if they decide this this upgrade is just you know way overdone, you can. Ah, it's not even through yesterday's high. It's not even through 80, 97 yet. I guess it ticked above it. So 81, big level there for Hyatt. And how are the other hotels doing? Hilton.
3: All, been, her- all been murdered. This I mean, recession been- coming, right? Yep. That's what it is. This is like the, the, the sell off where nobody's ever going to take a trip again here, basically. Yeah. I mean, look at. I mean, they've I'm been hit hard. Media Partival- down. We're we're talking, at XP $112 six days ago. It's 89 now, 92 Uh, bouncing this morning. uh, Booking, same thing. Stock was two thousand dollars back on September the 15th. We are literally 10 days later, sixteen hundred and sixty nine dollars. It's a quiet little 15% fall or so. I guess not. I guess only an eight or nine percent fall, but two thousand dollar stock. But it's been ugly. I mean, again. There's certain stocks that have just you know been hit harder than other ones. Recession stocks; these are not recession-proof stocks. I'll tell you that.
1: Right, and uh, you know the reopening trade uh, abruptly interrupted by higher interest rates. I mean, there it is. You the see pandemic's it. Pandemic's hey, over. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, what a Dennis! Just
3: everywhere except in this household, Mitch. It's the Dennis, pandemic, Dennis, the Dennis, pandemic Dennis. is running rampant in this household.
1: <laughs> Dennis, look at your Disney now. You said Diddy. under triple digit. I was
3: supposed to rebuy it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: 90. Yeah. I'm going to rebuy it. I'm going re- oh, to yeah. a little more 90. I'm going to get it back at 90. It.
1: You think so? I don't oh, know God. if I'm, gonna well, that, <laughs> I'm going to. Well, you know why you might not get in it? Because that was a long one. That was a long trade. You, I don't think you what was It both- wasn't
3: supposed to be an investment. Was it was that was a long-term investment for me really actually it was probably four months
1: <laughs> i thought that just at the
3: worst possible timing bought the buy the sell was the sell was very good the, the well, buy not so much we know yeah. when we're selling two some sides to every trade though <laughs> there's two sides to every trade. if you screw one up sometimes you don't have to screw up the other one we'll see if Disney maybe
2: gets into video games or something follow Netflix right
3: I mean uh, I think Disney is going to be the player in metaverse I think you know everybody's okay. looking meta is going to be the Meta in the player verse I mean we've had this one absolutely right on the meta saying I Man. said it you know two weeks ago and started to break down through 160. I said I think this is the biggest value trap out there it's 138 This stock rallies and then they immediately sell it again this stock has just lost its way has no idea what they're doing now they are getting tick tocked to death. Legacy business is just not very interesting anymore. And then they're trying to reinvent themselves and they're telling us they ain't going to have serious revenue from this till 2030. Have yeah. at it. That's what they okay, to I mean, Who's just, that on Fast Money He says, Dan. Uh, is it Dan that says, have at it? I'll say, have uh, at it. I'm at you it. want that have value, t- have at it.
1: I think the stock goes under 100 bucks. Okay. I, I'm just telling you that, uh-huh. you know. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, but on Friday, when you were out and Mitch was lollygagging in New York, I had uh, <laughs> I, I, I co-hosted with Sean Udall, okay? And you know Sean makes his picks and stuff, and um, he would he was pounding the table. on metal. Oh, oh man, yeah, that's well, yeah. so, he, okay, okay. he
3: pounds the table on whatever's going down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> He's like uh, didn't trarian. he, didn't He's he like snap here? Okay, just let me finish, and then uh, it, and then at nine o'clock, I brought on. Um, and I Dennis, We should, you should I asked him. I told him you were really worried about Apple and stuff, and he he told you. Not, I can't remember exactly what he said, <laughs> but he told you not to worry. Uh, but then, uh, you know, we wrapped it up and, um, and Sean um, asked Gene, it was like, you know, is there one, you know, really beaten down stock that uh, like, you know, two, three, five, seven years, you're going to say, yeah, man, I should have bought it. I should have bought it. And Gene, and Gene said, uh, said meta. All right, so, I mean, right, wrong or indifferent. I don't know. But well, uh, well,
3: I'll th- tell you wrong. It's been wrong.
1: Well, he's, he didn't, he did he hasn't bought it yet. take
3: don't lie.
1: Buy yeah, the dip, baby. Wasn't By wasn't his tip. last
2: pick? Snap. Who? I, I can't keep track. I remember. I remember. It was it was snap, and so that's why I think he likes Meta also. But I don't know. I don't like any of these. Two.
3: Everybody likes Meta because it's trading like fifteen times earnings, Mitch. And they're oh, like, "Oh, that's why." And, it's and it's they're it's on there, and they're like, "Oh, the there's so much trap. value here," and it's going to eventually be the metaverse. It's not the same company. No, it's not that's... the same. And and the and the legacy businesses are under attack.
1: Advertising is under, is, attack. is under attack too. It's what makes I didn't say I'm buying it. I'm just you know don't like I said don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what he said. And then Dennis, went – did I you want... buy Meta? I haven't. I I might. I might. I might. I missed it. I missed it off the I I I called it off the IPO
3: when they start to figure this out. You know, another (laughs) big
2: concern for Meta is not only right the, the side of the business is changing, but their advertising business, right? If Netflix is gonna come out with an ad tier, Disney's gonna come out with an ad tier. Don't you think some of their advertising is going to go away from Meta to going towards? Yeah,
1: I do. Those ad I think tiers? they're pivoting. I think that they, Zuck realized, you know, the model that he had was not going to work over the longer course of time, right? and bit he the bullet.
3: He's trying to figure something out.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Figure it out. That's what. He All right. He All right, they told
3: us he ain't going to be able to figure it out till twenty thirty. Like, Let's <laughs> no, do uh, right.
2: one more rating here to uh, fit one in. CSX and North uh, folks, uh, Southern so uh here getting both UBS downgrading the duo citing deteriorating
1: macro
3: going, backdrop
1: oh wow so. thank you um a little late I, to the
3: party maybe yeah yeah yep. just joining. The party let's just late. watch the stock fall CSX let's just watch the stock fall mm, <laughs> 10 7 8 points from 30 let's watch the stock fall 20 percent a month and now we'll downgrade it thank you oh you're yeah. a hero yeah well you're very good call man this is what drives me nuts about the analysts so many lemmings so many that just come out chase price they're getting paid all these big bucks and they literally (laughs) give us this come on who's making the call in august to sell when we're going up who was making the call
2: yeah, that's that's they what you out. want to be seeing. That's what you want to be seeing with the, uh, the analysts. Though, but the, they, they chase those prices. I mean, let's just be honest. They Christopher
1: them. Marin coming in. Trivia, and I don't know if this is true. What's the third largest search engine in the world? That's according to Christopher YouTube. Marin. Uh Well, he says meta, so I don't know. Well, sure.
3: YouTube they, they, might be they, the they, second. That cash is there from somewhere.
1: I mean, Meta's a huge
3: company. We're not saying that he hasn't done a fantastic job to get to where he is. I'm saying those legacy businesses are under attack. And he knows it. And that's why he's trying to get ahead of it and trying to reinvent the company. It's why they renamed the company. But I'm going to say that if you're coming there and buying it for the 15 or 16 PE, you're buying it based on those legacy businesses right now because those new businesses are not, they're, they're not right. I gotta, I, I,
1: I gotta hop here. It's not been late uh, getting over to pre market prep. Plus, hop
3: over there. I'll great stick her up for you. an extra five minutes here. Yep. Okay. Um, and great, then we're gonna send you great over job to Joel.
1: guys. Okay. Bye.
3: Joe's out of here like he's here. lightning, like You're lightning. Like he's out of here. About meta. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, Mitch, you wanna jump in and you, like, you got to look at the business and you can say, and, and, and especially when you're doing value investing and you're looking at multiples and you're analyzing, and you just jump and you say, P16, how do I go wrong? got to take your head out of the box and look outside the box. And What is coming and attacking the box? Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. What's happened to Snapchat? Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. You know? Like yeah. I just look at that and I think, Why is Facebook and Instagram not getting TikTok? Of course they are. He knows it. Zuckerberg knows it. I think Meta is going to guide down again. I think Meta is going to not have a good quarter. I think Meta is in a world of hurt here. I just think a lot of people are going to keep coming in here and saying 15 times, 14 times earnings, how do I go wrong? Those earnings don't stay up. They can go wrong very quickly. So, anyways, it's just my thoughts. It's just my opinion. I Uh, might be wrong trading you can be wrong it's allowed to be wrong you just can't stay wrong so but at this point in time i've been very right to not be long meta
2: on stocks like that i would be looking at cheaper stocks that maybe can grow into a growth outlook versus a a company that's trying to reestablish itself to a whole new business i would look at like a a unity
3: software for the long term uh, versus at least get something that's firing on all cylinders i mean you know like here is a company that's trying to find its way again. And, you know, yeah, they have a lot of money and they probably will do it. They will probably figure it out. But they're telling me you're not going to have serious revenue this from until 2030. As soon as he mentioned that, when was that? You know, like a year ago. This stock has yeah. been straight down ever since. Investors aren't exactly. sticking around here. For We're, we're not going to stick around for, for eight years until you figure it out. And when you put it all together, I'm still going back to Disney. Who's better positioned to take advantage of the metaverse? Like you think about somebody was just saying, like, you know, a Darth Vader experience in your living room. You know, you put on your glasses or whatever it is. You know, maybe it's going to be the Oculus. Maybe it's going to be something completely different. But I'd pay right through Disney Plus metaverse experiences. I mean, Disney is going to rock the metaverse. They are going to be one of those that are going to be the player in the metaverse Disney is not an expensive stock either Disney is going to be a victim of the recession though It's why I don't you know it's why I lightened up in the last quarter the business was still firing all cylinders but I was predicting recession Disney gave us that nice lift from 90 to 120 you gotta take advantage of that do I rebuy some at 90 I think so I kept a small small piece I kept one sixth of the original position just to keep my eye on it but I think I would buy a little bit more at 90 I think if you're buying Disney at 98, 10 years from now, you're gonna be very happy. Five years from now, you're probably gonna be happy. Two years from now, I'm not sure because I think we're gonna go into a nasty recession.
2: And my biggest thing would be in meta is also if you take a look at it, right? If the Oculus is their prime time product that's gonna take them back up there. Well, the truth is the competition is coming just as fast with glasses, right? you For got sure. Apple coming with glasses. you got all these companies start starting to battle in the AR. By the time they get it right, they're going to have high competition all around them. Yeah. So I, I just don't see that they're going to be able to keep the competitive advantage to maybe be the best in VR. We'll see what happens.
3: Meta and, and they might, Mitch. Maybe they do. But are you going to have a chance to get back in there again? I mean, yeah. us as traders, we're like there's you know questions to be answered. But maybe they answer those questions and maybe we'll get a chance to get back in. Do I have to be the hero and call the bottom on Meta though? People have been trying to call the bottom on this since 200 and then it was 190 and then it was 180 and 170 and 160 and 150 and 136. I'm done trying to call the bottom. And stocks are making new lows, you got to go. There's no reason to be long in this stock when it's breaking down and making new lows. It doesn't even have good relative strength. I mean, the stock market rallies yesterday, or at least, you know, it tries, you know, down. not in the afternoon, but tried in the morning. Meta didn't really do much. I mean, it's right there closing on the lows again. So you get a rally today, and it's lifted by the ARBs, you know, it's getting lifted up there. But then there's separation again. The stock just has nothing going on right now.
2: Last thing I'll give is uh, 370 today on the SPY. I think you're going to maybe hold resistance there. So just be careful. I think we've gone up. A pretty decent amount here already since yesterday's close so watch out we'll see what happens
3: if we get through that 370. all right that's if, gonna do it for me asking why am i buying disney at 98 okay i gotta stop here we it's gotta, gotta listen to what i'm saying i clearly said i wasn't buying disney at 98 i clearly said 90 I'm pretty sure I, maybe my brain is not contemplating what is coming out of my lips but i said i said i, th- I think if you're buying at 98 i think 10 years from now you're probably going to be happy i'm not buying at 98 i might be buying at 90. i think we're going into a, a very bad recession so disney is not the stock i want to own but i think they're going to be a big metaverse player so i do want to own them at some point in time but right now if you're going to a recession you absolutely don't want to own disney it's why i sold disney Back in August, correctly sold Disney at 121, telling everyone on this show, I was early, went to 126, didn't get it all, went up another five points after that. But the reason I was selling all the stocks back in August, because I've been saying recession. Hey, that recession, it's still coming.
2: All right, team. We're gonna wrap it on up. Have a great day. Dennis, we'll see you tomorrow, like always. And you guys can keep up with Dennis Dick at Triple D Trader on Twitter. So definitely give him the follow. All right, like we're gonna wrap on up, bring you to live trading action. Now I will let you guys know. I'm gonna let Ryan and Zunaid run the show today. I will be stepping out for a doctor's office visit, but I should be back in the meantime. I should be back before the end of the show. I'll try to do my best. Like always, come on over to Live Trading Action. Come check out some uh, options trading from Zunaid. And then, of course, check out Ryan, checking out some of the smaller plays. He does a lot of these quick scalping types. So if you like that, come on over to Live Trading and check it on out.